There are people in this world that just sparkle with an almost magical and radiant energy, leaving a wake of good stuff wherever they go. We just love meeting and talking with these folks who inspire us to be better, do better. Wow, this is going to be a juicy conversation, which should be ours, but we will we will pare it down to actually two different Green Divas inspired segments with the amazing, busy, and powerful Heidi, Dr. Heidi Hutner. Um, she is, among other things, she's an academic, she's a dean, she's an author, an advocate, an advocate. I'm reading my handwriting, advocate. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she's, she's got a couple of really interesting book titles out there, Inspiring Green Minds, Memoirs of an Eco-Professor. Um, and the other one was Nowhere, an Atomic Memoir, both, among other things, many other things. But, um, hi, Heidi, how are you? I'm, I'm great. Thanks. It's really, um, I'm very pleased to be, uh, talking to you today. I, I should just clarify in the books. Those are books I'm working on. They're not out there yet. Well, they will, they will be. soon be. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I, I do write on those subjects all the time, but um, in articles and that kind of thing. But um, those, those, I have other books, but those two books are coming out. Well, not they're out yet. great. Then we will look forward to it, and they are certainly relevant. Um, Thanks. Among all the other work that you do, um, and, and the TED Talk, which I want to encourage people to look for because... It's a very powerful TED Talk. They all are, but you know, some more than others. And I resonated quite a bit. What what you spoke with resonated with me quite right. a bit. Right. And I think our audience as well. So I, I in in woven into the TED Talk, which I'm sure is a really concise um, synopsis of a lot of the work that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talk about ecofeminism, and I wanted to kind of get you to. Define that for us and, and, and what that means to you. To me. Well, it's a complicated term. It has, it's, a, it's a hard one to pin down in a very short conversation. <laughs> but I'll give, I'll give you my sense of why I use that term and, and what, I, what I do with ecofeminism. So I, I, I see that the way, and, and ecofeminist philosophers argue this, that the same ways in which uh, we exploit the earth and we um, colonize it and appropriate it and control it and dominate it and all those things, um, that's the same way in which women have been treated historically. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. uh, there is a very well-known eco-feminist philosopher who calls the oppression of women and the oppression of the environment twin, twin oppressions. So they work in parallel to each other. Interesting. And um, I've done a lot of historical work on it, and I, I won't go into all that right now. But if you even go back to you know early early colonizers coming to you know to America and, and discovering it, and the way in which they would talk about the land, and the way in which they would talk about, for instance, Native American women, same same language, same ways of looking. Um, you know, objects to be appropriated, right. exploited, right. all those things. So, and that continues to this day. Yeah, well, and you know, what sprang to my mind just from the term, and I'm not educated in this particular um, topic very mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. or classically, or whatever. Um, I've been working a lot and, and learning a lot about indigenous women in particular, right? And how women and indigenous women in particular are mm-hmm. on the front lines yeah. of 
not only climate change impact, but um, in activism for change. Right, right. And, the, and there's a history of that, a really strong history. And I talk about that in uh, my TED Talk, that my my own mother uh, was a, was an active, was an environmental activist and, yeah. and uh, in the 1950s and had, and 60s and 70s and 80s, but there was a really powerful story I tell, which I'll let, yes. I'll let listeners go listen to that. Yes, um, it is and, powerful. It is powerful, and and I discovered in my work also there's just this legacy of incredibly important women, scientists, activists, lawyers, advocates, um, who have really fought on behalf of protecting the earth um, over the last few decades and made significant strides from them, like, you know, Rachel Carson, who's considered the mother of the American environmental movement. So there's that piece, too. And then there's the piece of um, women being most adversely... or negatively uh, impacted by climate change um, in many, many places on the on the on the earth, especially in poor communities, um, you know, underdeveloped nations. Women are the ones who suffer most most adversely from climate change. Yeah. So that's another significant issue, and their voices are least heard. Their voices are they have the least powerful voices in politics and in places where they can affect change to 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 help themselves and least access to education and all sorts of things. So there's that. That part, which is really key to ecofeminism as well, and and I know that this is a topic that I, I think you specifically teach on. So for yes. those of us that are not in school, we're fortunate enough to be in school with you. Right. What would you recommend that they perhaps read, or or yeah, uh, what kind of media they might be looking at to to get a better sense of this? Um. Well, in media, you know, that's a really interesting question because most of the media, well, I'm in a lot of women writers groups, and we always talk about the fact that the media and news is actually very male-dominated. Yeah. So that's a really good question. Well, there's always um, the green divas. Yes, there's green divas. <laughs> and there's a new, a little, I have, a, I have an article that just came out actually in Garnet News, a brand new news site that's for, you know, powered by women. Oh, cool. It's very new. Of course, there's Ms. I have an article in the summer, summer Ms. on radiation and, and women. In fact, there's another... Uh, feminist issue, which is that women, little known fact, women are twice as likely to get cancer and almost twice as likely to die from it from the same exposure to radiation as men. Yeah, I'm interested. Uh, so that, is a... that, that is an un- not little known fact, and that, that's in an article I wrote in Ms. Ms. the Summer in print. So um, something so about our bodies place. makes us a little bit more vulnerable to radiation? We, they don't, scientists don't really know why this is. Um, and it hasn't really been studied fully. And it's something that was pulled out by Mary Olson, who does really good work for an organization called NIRS, N-I-R-S, hmm. and also by Arjun Mukajani, who uh, has another really important organization, which the name is slipping me at the moment, but you can okay. Google him. And he's also throughout my article. You can okay. find him. Um, he has a he works on radiation issues and environmental justice. Uh, he's based in D.C. Uh, so both of them pulled extracted information from studies that the st- long larger study that was done, and out of that they they found they found this sort of little known little and not much advertised fact that that women are twice as likely as men. And the problem is that regulations are based on um, safety standards for uh, a white male adult body. So that means that. Women right. might be in the workplace where it's considered acceptable, uh, according to a standard right. that's really not for them. Right, and it's and girls, little girls, are seven times more likely to develop cancer from that same exposure as an adult white male, and little boys five times. 
So we know our most vulnerable are little girls and and female fetuses. Right. So there's another ecofeminist fact for you. There's all kinds. There's all kinds of. Ways in which, and, and, and I mean, I think the biggest piece is that, you know, we know women don't have as much power in political positions and in, and in you know, business and in places of power, right? Right. So that affects um, environmental decisions, and that affects our bodies and our health and, um, and our future and the future of our planet. It's, it's a, it's a, it's, these decisions are being made by one half of the population. Well, and, and that does lead to what's going to be our next segment together, um, a discussion on eco-grief, which I, you know, it's, mm. it's sort of sitting with that reality that, yeah. you know, there are some serious problems and, and issues. And, and I guess one has to really kind of take the blinders off as you talk about. Take the blinders off and, and sit with that until you yeah. are moved to act because you will right. be. You cannot be. And and you seem like you're an extremely uh, busy activist in many ways in, in, I am. in, in your format in, as, as, a, as a teacher and uh, academic writer and speaker. And uh, really – And I also, I, I also get out and march and petition yeah. and participate in all kinds of – you know, I mean not as much as I would if that's – so I didn't have all these other jobs I was doing, but certainly in my but in my my work itself, I'm definitely right. consider myself an advocate. So I'm going to recommend that people in the meantime go to Heidi Hutner h u t n e r dot com, and you can see uh, and have links to some of her her talks, her articles, books, and 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 some of the things that she's active with. And I'm I for one am looking forward to learning more. Thank you, and and I just wanted to just add that you had asked me about things to read. On my website, I have a lots of information for 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 people because people are always asking me questions. You know that maybe maybe right. don't know a lot about particular environmental issues, but they also want reading lists, like yeah. you were just asking yeah. me. So I have extensive reading lists, extensive film lists, and lots of information at my website. See, I told you, go to HeidiHutner dot com, and then of course we'll share a lot more on the Green Divas after. Thank you, Heidi. We we'll hope to talk to you soon. Oh, thank you, Megan. I'm so honored to have been on your show. We hope you're feeling the sparkle. Go out there and light up the world. As Dante said, even a little spark may burst a flame. For more inspiration, visit thegreendivas.com and listen for this and other shows on gdgdradio.com.